Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 94. Today, we're going to look at what we can find in a love letter. But Penny... Before we dive into the love letters, do we have wine? We do, and we're going to go with the red. It's February. Um, This is T. Toro Tempranillo or Tempranillo. It is dark fruit and ripe tannins, blackberry and plum, and a little bit of spice. So it's it's pretty good, and I think it fits right into what we're going to find out in these love letters today. Excellent choice. All right, let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by Newspapers.com, your go-to resource for unlocking the stories of your ancestors. Dive into the newspapers where your family's history unfolds as you search nearly a billion pages in seconds. Newspapers.com offers an unparalleled treasure trove of historical newspapers, providing a window into the past. With newspapers from the 17th century to today, Newspapers.com is the largest online newspaper archive. It's a goldmine for anyone seeking to uncover stories from the past. Whether you're a seasoned genealogist or just starting your journey, Newspapers.com makes it easy to search for obituaries, birth announcements, and the everyday stories that shaped your family. It's like having a time machine at your fingertips. And here's the best part. Our listeners get an exclusive offer. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR for a 20% discount on your subscription. That's happyhour at newspapers.com. Sign up today at newspapers.com and embark on a journey of discovery. Roses are red, violets are blue, Lois Ryan, I'm in love with you, Paul. This personal ad was published in the Lansing State Journal on the 1st of March, 1964. If Paul had not published his little love note to Lois, I probably would not have found their marriage record. So um, these little um, you know, love letters, this was a public love letter, I guess you would say. Um, but through that publication, I was able to find out, you know, narrow down for sure um, when they got married. And uh, this was, Paul was her second husband. So... And I knew that she, I could see that she was still using her first married name. So, Oh, fantastic. That's and, and so that was on newspapers.com, It right? was on newspapers.com. Yep, okay. exactly Awesome, right. awesome. Yeah. Y'all get yourself a subscription because that really comes in handy. You can find some really good little tidbits there. I love that one. So do we have love letters? Well, we have some love letters, yes. I have some from my grandfather mm-hmm. to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it shouldn't be from him to someone else. Um, back when they were dating, and they're they're really sweet, you know, at the beginning. And it's like, dearest Alma, and um, yours forever, and you know how he signs it. But then, you know, in the middle, it's it's kind of like I'm going to work today, and this right. is you know just kind of like the everyday stuff. Um, he was a coal miner. Were so, they already married when he wrote this? No, this okay. was right before they were married. And he would write to um, uh, to her, and I have to do a little bit more research on some of the names in here. 
He says, like, please come to Mrs. White so I can see you for a few hours on Saturday. You know, so who's so Mrs. White? Who is Mrs. White? We have to find out who Mrs. White is. So there's a there's a few uh, things in here that I need to spend some time researching that um, will help round out that story of, mm-hmm. of courtship. But it's really sweet. I just have three letters of that. I have a few letters... Um, between them after they're married. Uh And since it's Valentine's, there is one notation of a Valentine in this letter, and it's from my grandmother to my grandfather. It talks about my mom, and she says, "Um, Peggy received a Valentine from Leslie Mae Martin at Lookout, but didn't say anything about Elda. Well, it's time to go. (laughs) (laughs) That was the end of that information. But um, we're trying to remember, or I asked my mom, you know, oh, who's Leslie Mae Martin? She's like, okay, I know who Elda is, and I know her kids, but Leslie Mae. So we got to figure out who Leslie Mae Martin is. That's not part of a love letter, but <laughs> it had to do with Valentine's, so right. I thought I'd throw Cute. that in there. Cute. Yeah. But a lot of neat little tidbits in these letters, you right. know, of like everyday life what they were doing, um, you know, what their feelings were like for each mm-hmm. other at that beginning right. courtship. Yeah. Now, what um, year were those written? With, what, what so year the earliest one was 37 mm-hmm. or 36, and then the last one was 43. 43. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? What's your letter? So I have one letter that um, we found in my aunt's house when we were cleaning up my aunt's house from my grandparent, my grandfather, to my grandmother. It was written in August of 1925. And so he would have been, um, he would have been 22 years old hmm. and written about five weeks before they got married. And it, it's kind of like yours. It, he's just kind of talking about, oh, I got to go change the tires on the car and um, that he's going to be learning Spanish. I think he's trying to impress her a little bit because he's like, you know, um, habla espanol, tambien, and just throwing like little phrases of Spanish in there. And, um, but he says, um, it's cute at the beginning. So it says, dear Naira, uh, as much as I have been thinking about this letter since I told you I would write, I have not yet decided just how a letter should be. Remember, it's been four or five years since I've had the occasion to write other than a business letter. So please be lenient. So he's trying, he's trying. So then he decides as he goes on, he tries out his little Spanish on, on her, and then he says, um, I, I wonder if a page from a diary such as I might write, if I kept one, would interest you. I think it might, since all girls just crave, underlined, to know others' secrets. N'est-ce pas? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Making a big general assumption. Exactly. Right. So then, he, so then he like inserts like two little, um, two little entries, like like it, pretending it's his diary from uh-huh. the day before and the day, the that day. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I wonder if you're awake. I bet not. I bet you're still asleep. I had to get up at six o'clock in the morning, and that's pretty much all it is. And then he says, um, he says, uh, what do you think of my diary? I rather like the idea, since I can confide in him when you are away. But he cannot replace you even a weeny teeny little bit. Hello to Alma, Kenneth. So I was like, well, who's Alma? And luckily I have the, um, 
I have the envelope where um, he mailed it. So it's in the envelope. Nice. So it says to Naira Miller at 1369 Oak Street, Toledo, Ohio. And it's postmarked the same day that he wrote it. Um, but I'm like, who's Alma? There's no Alma in my my grandmother's family. Mm-hmm. There's no Alma in my grandfather's family. And who lived in Toledo, Ohio? So um, I was like, well, I need to find out. So I went to the um, uh, 1925, because this was written 1925. So I went to 1925 um, Toledo um, City Directory. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they don't have reverse lookup, so I couldn't look it up by address. Uh, okay. So, and this was in, um, I was using my heritage. <clears throat> they don't have 1925 in Ancestry, they have 1923, which I could have used. But, um, so I did 1925, and the, the, no reverse lookup. I don't know the name of Alma's last name. I don't know who my, you know, I, my grandmother would have been going to see. So I tried searching for just the uh, street number, I mean the house number and the street. And uh, Oak Street comes up, but that address does not come up. The house next to it, the house two doors down, the house oh, on the street, kidding. cannot, it does not come up. And I know this, and I know the house exists because I did, I Googled it first and it's still there. So I'm like, okay, can't do this. Um, so then I go to stevemorris.org to find the numeration district for that street. Now, this is 1925, so I have either 1920 or 1930. I just guessed. I said 1920. And um, so and it came back with, I think, four enumeration districts possible for that street. And even with the cross sections. Oh, Steve. Oh, what? Okay, stevemorris.org um, is a website that you can go to to if you have the address of, of who you're looking for in the um, you know what street they lived on in one of the census you know in the city you can find that enumeration district in the city that you're looking by putting in the street number, <clears throat> the house number, the street name, the city, and the state. And then he that pulls up. He has got, has a little search engine there, and he, that pulls up like four or five enumeration districts because the streets are long, and so they've been broken up into different um, if districts. And then you can he links them right through to um, FamilySearch.org, and then you just have to go page by page by page looking for the street written on the across the side on the left hand side, and then you look for the house number. Okay, so this this took a little bit. It did this- take a little bit. <laughs> Right. So, and, and, you know, each, um, each, um, enumeration district has, let's just say 30 to 40 pages. Mm-hmm. So you're going to 34 pages. So I had, I had four possible districts. I started the first one and I went and at the third one I found oh, this wasn't the last one. I know. Right. So, and I found living at that house were Frank and Milda Rideout. And they lived at that address in in 1920 census, and then they were also in that 1930 census. Well, I know who they are. Okay. Um, Milda is my grandmother's oldest sister. Okay. So that made sense. But they don't have a daughter named Alma. They never had a daughter named Alma. They had a daughter (laughs) named Doris, who was born in 1920. So I still don't know who Alma is. What about... And I know you haven't maybe gone this far, but what about like the houses surrounding? Like, is there a neighbor? Of course, this is a good be a idea. neighbor from the right, streets over. Right, that's a good idea. I but can. I did not. I have did not look up and down 
on um, you were exhausted at this point exactly. <laughs> look, look at all you had to do to find these people well I wanted to know why it didn't come up in the city directory so then I went back to the city directory now I know the last name I can yeah. look at the city directory yeah. and they're there the problem is the optical recognition software when it was indexed all of the addresses say H like in this case, the house number was um, one six three nine. It has an H in front of it, H one three one six three nine, and so the optical recognition picked it up as H L. So it's coming up okay. as a house number of only six thirty nine, not one six three nine. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all the directories and you look how it's been indexed, it's um, yeah. 639. Oh, frustrating. So that was frustrating. So that's why we had to do it the long way around. Do but we, now I need to find out who Alma is. <clears throat> Still. Do you know who is in their wedding party? No, I did look at the witnesses on my grandparents. Um, on my Now, my grandparents, this is the other weird thing. that I don't know why. Um, my grandfather lived in Monroeville near Fort Wayne, Indiana, and my grandmother lived in Columbia City, which is the opposite direction of, of Fort Wayne. They got married in um, Sturgis, Michigan, just across the border. Uh-huh. I don't know why. The only thing I can think, I don't know why, she was not pregnant. That's where Alma no. lived. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know what? Alma could be one of the no, I don't think so, but I need to check it out because the two witnesses on their marriage record are, um, it just says Mrs. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so. Mm. Um, but my grandmother was like four years older than my grandfather. So I don't know if she didn't want people to know she was older. I, I have no idea why. Interesting. Because they did not have their, their, their first child. My aunt was not born until five years after they got married. That's interesting. So, Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I um, that's how I figured out at least who she was going to see. So she was going to yeah. see her oldest sister in Toledo. Yeah, and staying there. Yep. But um, I just had a thought, and I, yes. I don't know why I didn't think of this before when we what? were talking about love, you know, love letters yeah. and correspondence. That I've got these um, postcards mm-hmm. to my great grandmother mm-hmm. from some guy uh, back when. In, when she was in high school or just out of high school or something and we we've all everybody in the family has you know looked at those and I think we've I might have talked about yeah. them a long time ago we're like who is this person you know I still we have still not figured out who because this, she did not marry him she did not marry him and he is not the father of her <laughs> kids so we know that but it's yeah it's really fun, but it's cute. It's it is, cute. Yeah. All these little these little yeah. things we keep and have a secret. I mean, something into the their lives that we're like, wow, oh, wow. Well, something that does have to do with Valentine's Day that I just think it's adorable. Um, my grandparents, the the ones that, that wrote the letter to each other. My grandfather, he was a an avid amateur photographer, and so he took a lot of picture of his kids. Uh, when they were real little, and he would put them, he would submit them to the newspapers, um, especially if they had photo contests. Oh, wow. So okay. we've got all of those. But um, if you go to newspapers.com, go to the Chicago Tribune on February 12th, 1939. 
page 107. Maybe we can put a link on our, our website. And um, it's um, there's a series of, it's a section of, the page has five photos on it. Some cute little kittens, but um, the one that I want you to look at is the one that uh, my grandfather took. It's a picture of a little girl, and she's standing in the doorway with her finger in her mouth, and there's a little boy with a heart-shaped box behind his back Aww. looking at her. And those are, that's my dad. My dad's a little boy, and his twin sister's a little girl. They're two and a half years old. And my grandfather gave her gave her a caramel to put in her mouth. He put a caramel in her mouth so that she would put her finger in there because it was so <laughs> sticky so that he could get the shot. Um, that was my grandfather. <laughs> it is so cute, too. But, yeah, it's, it's, so it's really, it's adorable. So, um, and it says, um, yeah, from G. Crable, uh, from, excuse me, from um, K. Crable, Fort Wayne, Indiana, underneath it. So, February 12th, 1939, a little Valentine Aww. from my dad. So, it's really cute. Precious. Yeah. Precious. Um, so... There are some other things that I've been working on that also, weirdly, have to do with newspaper research. I guess that's what we've been doing this whole month. Um, You can find a lot of great things in there. Things that that go beyond vital records. Yeah. Yeah. I I was researching, and, and this will work for you if you've got an interesting last name in a small town, I think is a good way to put it. So um, I, my query was I wanted to see what other Bonowitz family members were living in the Wilkes-Barre, Kingston area between 1910 and 1930. Because I, you know, I've got my husband's family pretty much researched back quite mm-hmm. a ways, but not widely, not, mm-hmm. you know, the extended family. Like how many of these... This family group right. lived in this town. You know right. how extensive was it? Because you know he always tells me, "Oh, we didn't. You know, we we knew my grandparents, but we didn't know there were all these other Bonowitzes living in town." I'm like, "There were a lot of Bonowitzes living in this town." <laughs> so I I put it in in the uh, the time mm-hmm. uh, thing, 1910 to 1930, and just went through all the and, articles that popped up uh-huh. and started. Um, I started a mind map on Coggle, you know, so I could see. Okay, this person is listed. Uh, a lot of lot times in the obituary um, or the Boy Scout something. Mm-hmm. They were all members of the Odd Fellows group. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a member of that. <laughs> and um, kind of plotting it out on the right. coggles. And then uh-huh. so I could see. And then three of them went back to my Daniel. Not my Daniel, but my husband's Daniel that we've been talking the about. Daniel. Mm-hmm. As brothers and their families going down. So, that so they are. So they're, they are extended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was really fun to see what they were listed as. You know, it was estate sales mm-hmm. and um, one poor family. My gosh, the, the son who was 22 died in the um, influenza epidemic. His dad died the next year. And then the dad's brother died the year oh after that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, three in a row. It was really sad, but I, I think that's really fun if you mm-hmm. if you have that capability to to do that, and a name that's not Smith or Jones right. in a big city. You know, right. you've got a smaller town. Um, throw it in and see what comes up. A murder came up, and this is where I think of my daughter who wants us to have the murder corner on here where we talk <laughs> a murder in the family. <laughs> This Murderers in the family. <laughs> we don't have any. Every, yet, every, right? every, every family has one. <laughs> we haven't found ours. 
<laughs> but I have um, a relative who was who was murdered. Okay, this is yeah. She, okay, she so did have a murder. I did have I do have a murder. Well, um, I did find a Bonowitz that was murdered. Oh, um, no. It was a woman. It was terrible, very tragic. It was mm-hmm. in seventy six, but I don't know how she's related. She lived in a town over, and it was um, my um, it was near a town where my husband went to school. And he's like, I don't even remember that happening. I'm like, you're in college. You don't care. You know, you're younger. So. Um, that might be interesting hmm. to see how she might be related mm-hmm. to right. this um, this big group right. since it's sort of in the area. Yeah. Well, you know, expanding the family out can help you sometimes mm-hmm. because you may not be, you know, how many times is it your ancestor had nothing written about them, but their brother mm-hmm. had everything, everything written about them, and you might get some information from from that. So um, it's it's a good it's a good practice to do. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. Oh, you know, the other thing that I should mention along those lines was um, when I went to look for this photo of my grandfather, my, my dad and my aunt that my grandfather had submitted, I put in his full name and it didn't come up. And it's because it was, um, he was submitted under just his first initial and last name. So remember that back in the day, sometimes they're just using the initials like they do in the, um, in the census record, sometimes you just have initials, you don't have full names. So um, search not only under the full name, but also just the initials too. You might come up with something different. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. That could happen. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I just want to say, um, I will give a little shout out to Tina. And Tina, if you're listening, I, I hope somewhere along in this podcast you said, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hope you get out those love letters or go find some love letters in your family and um, they might lead you to some some new people in your tree. That's right. Until next time. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents.